Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today we have a special, another special edition of, of Section 336. Uh, and we're doing this because, I'm confused, are we doing this because Zach Britton was traded, Josh? Or are we doing this because the Orioles finally won a game? Uh, they, they barely squeaked out that game. And, it, you know, it, it almost ended up being like one of those games again. Britton, we're getting into Zach Britton. This is all about Zach Britton. But that was an ugly game of baseball to watch tonight. Yeah, it's getting to be like kind of church league softball where at least our experience with church league softball, where you don't have a very good maybe left fielder and right fielder and your second baseman's bad. Like you just hope for them to hit it to this one person because he's your best defender. That's why I feel like just please hit it, hit, it, hit it to scope. And thankfully, Mookie Betts did at the end hit, hit it to scope because anyone else you hit it to probably won't make the play. So we've gotten to that point. That toss that Tim Becker made looked like a move that we would make in softball. It was the worst play I think I've ever seen as an Oriole. Yeah, Tim Beckham's taking his lumps there. But we are here to talk about the Zach Britton trade. This was the next shoe to fall that everybody knew was gone to fall. Uh, so Zach Britton was traded for three minor leaguers from the New York Yankees. Dylan Tate, uh, who you'll see mixed reports, but I have him as the... Uh, uh, Yankees number nine prospect. That's what I said. Then, seen as well. Then Cody Carroll, who again I'm looking at fan graphs here. He's ranked at as at the beginning of the season was ranked as their 18th prospect. I don't know. Did you see like 15 uh, maybe saw, elsewhere too? Currently MLB has him listed as 15. Okay. Um, and then uh, the other guy is Josh Rogers, who's not a, a top 30 guy. All three of these are pitchers. Um, Josh Rogers is 23. Uh, Co- Co- uh, Dil- Dylan Tate and Cody Carroll um, are both 24 and 25, respect respectively. So, um, initial re- so all three pitchers looks like two starters right now and one bullpen guy. Uh, Josh, your initial reaction to to the deal? You know, I don't. We don't know all the prospects of other teams, so it takes. Just like when Machado was traded, it takes doing some research, reading what the national guys are saying, going yeah. going and looking at the line items myself. And I got to tell you, this Dylan Tate guy sounds pretty good. For you got to remember that we're giving up a rental in Zach Britton who has pitched in less than a dozen games this year. Yeah, the the and he is certainly Dylan Tate is the the main guy, um, and he's a really kind of an intriguing guy because he has he's formerly. In 2016, was a top 100 prospect. Right, he, he was from the Rangers. Yeah, drafted number four overall. And then when he got to the Rangers, there's been I read some stuff like they, they tried to change his his mechanics a little bit. 
a little Jake Garrietta stuff that, that was going on here, maybe. But his his velocity dropped from like mid nineties to in the, to upper eighties, and he just kind of fell off. Then he went to the Yankees, and and since he's been with the Yankees, his fastball is back up to the mid nineties and kind of looks like him his old self again. Uh, so he and he's having a really good year currently, uh, pitching for their Double A team in Trenton. He's five and two with an ERA of three point three eight. Um, his strikeout rate isn't going to blow you away, but it's still respectable at 8.2. Uh, so that's a really respectable strikeout for for a starter. A whip of 1.11. So that's an impressive whip. So he's having a really good year at, at Bowie. And I've heard from, a, I mean, at Trenton, and I've heard from a couple people that he's a guy that what is number nine, but when they update these rankings, he could be as high as number six or number five in the rankings. So right. he's, he's a guy who's trending up. And he's a guy that, Will come in and be in that that low that uh, low single digit seven eight nine slots for the Orioles. He'll be around the guys that we keep hearing about in the, in the the up and coming pitchers like Austin Wells, Cody Sedlock. He's probably a hair above those guys. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's not at the DL Hall or Hunter Harvey stage. But he's below that. He's, he's yes. kind of that next level below that. Yeah, I think that, that's fair. Yeah, um, a lot of the reports I was reading tonight was saying a mid-level starter is his high point. Which, yep. Yeah, that's, that's what I saw too. Which sounds great. I mean, that's uh, – what's that? That's Kevin Gosman. Yeah, like if you can get him – like I saw a ceiling like number three or number four starter. And if that's the case that he's a, a legitimate – not a, I feel like that's a weird thing to say because Orioles number three starters – are often can be really bad. Right. Um, but like a legitimate team's three or four starter. Right. No, I assume that, that was meant like a legitimate team, like a New York Yankees, a Texas Rangers, teams he was on, he could be their third. Yeah. Uh, this certainly, though, this deal is, is I was a little disappointed that there was not a top 100 guy in this. Uh, Tate is good, but he's not a top 100 guy. Right. Um, this is certainly less than what we got back from for Manny Machado, which is, is not surprising, but it is less than we got back from Manny Machado. Right. We did have that discussion yesterday on uh, the last episode of Section 336, which we I do not want this short episode to make you skip yesterday's episode where we went almost an hour and a half because that was one of the best episodes we've had in a while and a lot of good content in there that's not outdated by this move. But right. we, But we did talk about... What would the return look like for Britain compared to the return for Machado? And I, I, it's too late to. It's we talked a lot about in a trade situation. It's okay that both teams win. You yeah. don't have to screw the other team. And I look at this as this is really set up for a win-win situation. The the pitching prospects look really good for the Orioles. The Yankees are going to have the best bullpen ever for two months. Yeah, and I, I said this about the Manny Machado trade. Like Dodgers, I don't care. I don't care if the Dodgers gave us their top prospect. The Dodgers, I don't think, could have lost that deal because they get Manny Machado, and he's the greatest third baseman now on the planet. Was the greatest shortstop on the planet before they moved over to third base. Right. And I feel the same thing is true about Zach Britton. Like even if the Dodgers, I mean, even the Yankees gave up more, they couldn't really lose in this deal because they're getting a stud in Zach Britton. But the Orioles addressed a serious need, and and that need that they addressed here, and I mentioned it. What we didn't get back in the in the in the Dodgers deal is a lot of kind of quality pitching. Right. With this deal, we get back three pitchers, two of whom are currently are starters. Will they end up as starters? It, only time will tell. But they're also what we don't have in our system is got like 
when we did the Manny Machado trade, four of the five went right to Bowie. I would imagine, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine all three of these guys will go right to AAA. And so these are higher level guys. These are older, 24, 25, 26-year-olds, as opposed to the other deal with a lot of 21-year-olds. So a little older guys. And um, because all those top pitching prospects, well, Hunter Hunter Harvey is always hurt, but like D.L. Hall, um, the other top prospect, we're talking about 19 and 20-year-old guys here. And so we don't have those those older guys, and so this fits that need. Right. And also, from the Yankees' perspective, I saw a lot of people saying this, the Yankees are going to have trouble next year with their 40-man roster and protect all these guys would be eligible for the Rule 5 draft. And so this gives them a chance to kind of free up that 40-man roster and, and, they, and they don't have to put these pitchers on there because they're, right. they're gone. Which I think is another reason I actually like the trade because – I could see a future where we end up picking up one of these guys as a real five guy that's forced to stay on our team for the entire year. Now we own them. So we can send them down and bring them up all we want, which is fantastic. I, I had that same thought with these guys, not, not, not Tate and, but with like a Josh Rogers guy, the guy is not highly thought of, but he seems to have a, a really good fastball. He throws the ball hard they they see an upside he's with a, him. He's, he's a lefty, which is always he, good. He is the perfect Rule Five draft pick for Dan Duquette, and I felt like he just he jumped in and took this guy a, a year early. Yeah. So rather yeah. Than, rather than getting him in December, he's like, let me just have him now. Yeah, and I think Cody Carroll and Dylan Tate would certainly have been protected by the Yankees. Yes, they would have found um, a way. Yeah. And the Orioles don't really have to worry about that. We'll have no problem protecting all three. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, plenty of – by the time we're all done with this whole R word, we'll have plenty of open spots in our 40 minutes. Exactly. The other thing that's interesting to think about – well, one more one more note I want to make about the trade is there was the two other trades, Herrera and Familia. And and I, I really don't – don't, I'm not smart enough to break down all these trades. But everyone who knows anything about the, these prospects and about the trades are saying the Orioles got a better return than Herrera did. And then uh, certainly a much better return than the, the Mets got for Familia rather yep. recently. Yeah. So that's... And some, one thing I found really interesting is I went back and looked at um, um, the uh, June 8th, uh, MLB Trade Rumors came out with their top 100 trade candidates. Uh, Kelvin Herrera was number two on that list. Zach Britton was not listed even on the list because he was on the DL, and I guess he didn't list injured people. So you go all the way back to June 8th which is not that long, a little over a month, a month and a half ago. And Zach Britton was hurt, right? We didn't even know when he was coming back, if he would come back at full strength. And certainly there was a, a, a good chance that if he didn't come back so quickly from this injury, that we would have gotten nothing back for him. But then he returns, and then all of a sudden we get what's probably going to be next to – I mean, I think Ham got a better return because they got the Indians' number one prospect. But outside of hand, I mean, for a, a, a two-month rental, they got a really the, the best deal out of anybody. Right. And so the Orioles came a long way with Zach Britton in a very short amount of time. So all this is kind of good news for the Orioles. And it's great. It, it's great when, I mean, it's it hasn't even been a week since they traded Manny Machado. And, right. they, and Dan Duquette had that conference call and talked about rebuilding. And these are great ways. that This is a great start to the rebuild is pulling yes. guys in like this. And it also, actually, and I think this is interesting, I saw someone, one person talking about this, and I, I think they might find us something here. It also 
opens the door to a further rebuild because if you look at this, we don't, we lack, right? We lack bodies, triple A pitching bodies to come up if we needed them. Well, now all of a sudden, let's say we want to trade uh, Kevin Gossman or Dylan Bundy. Tate is the kind of guy that could fill in when, uh, when, or Josh Rogers is the kind of guy that could fill in when Dylan Bundy or Kevin Gossman is traded. Right. I hope they don't trade Dylan Bundy, but if they do, these are guys that could fill in there. No, you're right. And I had that same thought with trade uh, with Tate because he's he's an older guy, which means when we talk about wanting an older presence in that rotation in 2021, 2022, that's that guy is Tate, which means you can separate yourself with either Gosman or Bundy, knowing that you're going to give yourself some time. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, there's just like, like just a, a practical numbers where we you need bodies, right? And since the top prospects like Zach Lowther and and um, and we mentioned Dia Hall a couple of times, since they're and and even Hunter Harvey appear to be a year or two or three away, you need bodies next year. And so these appear, and maybe even this year if they want to do more stuff at the trade deadline. So these are right. going to be be those bodies. If not, I mean, no one thinks that Tate's going to be an ace. But even just to be that that number three or number four or number five starter would be great. Yeah, um, it's all good moves. It's it's weird to say goodbye to Zach Britton because he is the last member of the Cavalry. He's the guy who stuck around. He's actually the last member that was the last Oriole that was acquired by uh, Flanagan. Yeah, yeah, he was. So, he is the longest tenured Oriole. Yeah. Right. Right, so it's it's weird. We all knew Britain would be traded, but just like Machado takes time to process, it's 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 going to be different to not have Britain in that pen. Do you care that he went to the Yankees? No, no. And I immediately got when the rumors started going. You and I had been, already been texting about it, but then I get a a, a uh, text message from another friend who says, "Why would they send him to the Evil Empire?" Yeah, it's a good question. And of course it's a question, and that's where you got to be paying attention and you got to understand that Britain's a rental. He's only going to be there for 2 months unless they re-sign him, but he they could re, they could sign him this off-season anyway. Um so I don't think it doesn't hurt. The Orioles are not trying to win anything this year. They're on pace to have the worst record ever in Major League Baseball. Who cares if he goes to the Yankees? Yeah, it sucks to see him in pinstripes, but hey, now we have a legit chance to see Machado and Britain in the World Series. Yeah, um, I won't be rooting for him. I can't do that. I can't bring yeah. myself to root for pinstripes. I'll, I'll say two things. First of all, I first of all, we let, let's remind our listeners again: this deal has not been confirmed. They still have to pass through Orioles physicals, um, but all but barring the physicals, the, this, the medicals, yeah, the medical records. Oh, physicals, medical, but whatever, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I guess they could go through actual physicals for the Orioles, but I think it's just evaluating medical records. Right. All right. Um, so, and and outside of all the jokes, it sounds like this is pretty much a, a done deal. I'll be shocked if it doesn't go through at this point. Um, I, I I I do care that he's a Yankee, and I'm. I would prefer he wasn't a Yankee. If we could have gotten the same deal from the Astros, I would have done it with the Astros as opposed to the Yankees. I mean, I I I think Britain's because, and the reason is. Is because I think Britain's great, and I think Britain's gonna significantly help the chances of the Yankees. The Yan- the Yankees just found a way to shorten baseball games to five innings. 
Oh man, at this point, because they got it's, uh, it's ridiculous. They got Green, Batansis, they 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 got Chapman. Chapman. Yeah, I mean, I, they can shorten it to three innings. I, I'm actually really surprised that the deal. It seemed like the Astros needed Britain a lot more than the Yankees did because the Yankees already have a buttload of relievers, and the Yankees are really struggling with starting pitching. And so right. it seems it would have made more sense if they would have focused all their prospects on getting that starting pitching. I guess, I mean, the problem is there's not a lot of good starting pitching out there, which, again, is a good reason to shop Kevin Gossman uh, because of a lot of good starting pitching on the market right now. But I was surprised that the Yankees went with a reliever and not with a starter. And I was surprised the Astros didn't pony up and say, we're going to outbid the Yankees here. Because I think Dan Duquette, all things being equal, you take the best deal. But all things being equal, uh, you would rather do it with the Astros than you would with the Yankees. But clearly the Yankees gave them the best offer. So I understand why you do with them. But I, I hate it because I think Zach Britton's a stud. And he and he just significantly helped their chances to make a two-world series, which kind of sucks. Yeah. So we, we jumped online uh, and decided to jump online and do this because every national reporter is reporting the exact same thing. This is pretty much done except for medicals. We waited on Machado because there were different stories out there. And we really didn't know what was going on with Machado until it was finalized. Um, the latest is that players right now haven't been notified. Zach Britton says he hasn't been notified yet. Oh, see, I read another report saying the, the Yankee players have been. Um, I mean, Tate I just, was pulled for a start. Cause, cause Tate, was Tate, was pulled, pulled. Tate was supposed to start tonight, and he was pulled from a start for the Yankees. Chris, Chris, Chris Cotillo... No. Who, who actually writes for the uh, Red Sox? He's a he's a Boston reporter. Has said that the players he's are just not notified as of him. now, right. right? So maybe he's saying the Red Sox players haven't been notified. But um, Buck in his post game didn't want to talk about it because it's not official. So he said if it happens, sure. someone is going to get a special pitcher and a special young man. And uh, yeah, we absolutely agree with that. So we all agree with that. Um, so there is a chance that this doesn't go through. Do you why now? Why do you think? I mean, the Orioles said it's because they want to clear the deck to take care of other trades. But why do you think you don't give that another day to say, "Hey, Astros, uh, the Yankees are giving us Tate. Don't you want to overpay also?" Yeah, I mean, and again, it's really hard because you're not in the room. But it could have been one of those things where. Um, the, the Yankees heard about the Astros. I mean, the, the Astros heard about the Yankees offer and said, you know, I mean, this is the best we can do. And maybe the Astros came to the Orioles and said, listen, this is it. We can't go any further. Um, and maybe they sat on for a day and the Orioles are like, you seriously aren't going to go any further. We'll take the deal with the Yankees. Right. And the Astros says, yeah, that, that's it. So, I mean, you just don't know how these conversations go. Or, or the um, Yankees called during the rain delay. Here's our offer. You have until the end of the rain delay to make the decision. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a very like, likely scenario where they upped maybe a pitching prospect and upped it to Tate. Yeah. And said, okay, we'll give you Tate, but you only have in the next three hours to respond. I think that's a very possible right. scenario. Because Tate does look like overpayment. It looks like, a, and again, it's you're getting Britain. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know about I mean, overpayment, but it's it's date is more than I think people expected. This package for a guy who was hurt until a few weeks ago. So yeah. there is some of that too of maybe the Yankees did come in higher, much higher than everyone, in order to clear the deck of the Astros and the Red Sox and whoever else was out there interested. 
Yeah, and and I, I mean, I get from the order's perspective of, of wanting to focus on the deals because he's taught. I mean, no, negotiations, scouting other people's prospects, like this takes time to work these deals. Uh, unfortunately, though, like if you're trying to trade Michael Givens, that's not looking too good right now. Or if you're trying to trade, certainly Brad Brock after that's, tonight, that's done. Yeah, that's that's done. Like no one wants. We don't want Brock. No, no, I don't think anyone else is going to want Brock. Um, so the only guy left on the table that's really in the final year of his deal that appears to be still tradable would be Adam Jones, right. unless you can pull out some kind of miracle where you trade Trumbo or Valencia, which I don't see happening at this point. So it looks like just Jones, unless you want to focus your energies and you really want to do it, not just field calls, but if you really want to focus your energies on finding a deal for Gaussman. And right. I, or Bundy. I, yeah. And I think that's going to be a really interesting decision and, and, and kind of an interesting thing to react to if it happens, because we can always fall back on with Machado and Britain. Well, it's a two month rental. We were losing them anyway in come September at the end of September, because uh, Orioles don't play in October, at the end of September, we were going to lose Britain and Machado anyway. So we can always throw up our hands and say, oh, we we're going to lose them anyway. So it's like these are just like bonus players that we're getting for guys we're going to lose anyway. But with Gossman or a Bundy, heaven forbid Bundy, um, or Gossman, like this is not just a guy you're, you're, you're going to lose at the end of the season, right? You still have him for a couple more years. So you would expect to get more back and you would expect there to be more kind of backlash if fans don't like the trade. Right. So I think it's, yes. it's a little more, you're, it's much more, I feel like of a risk trading a guy who's still under control for a couple more years. Yeah, it totally is. Um, and we're just going to have to wait and see. It sounds like Adam Jones would be the next guy, but yeah, it, it would be exciting. I, I hope that once we get into August, that the Orioles say, all right, we well, now that we cleared the deck and we dealt with all the trades, now let's lock down Jonathan Scope. Let's, yeah, or trade deal, him, yeah, or trade him, or trade him, one or the other. But make let's a decision, yeah. Make it, make, let's make a decision by August what we're going to do. Let's make a decision and announce it in August what we're doing with the uh, Buck, Dan, any of that. Yeah, I'd like to immediately go in from the trade deadline to the future. Yeah, and and Josh, you were telling me about a recent article with with Dan Con- Con- Connolly and Adam Jones, um, yes. who who sat down for a meal with, with John Angelos. Like that's, and I I tweeted this out when I saw the Manny Machado, the Jonathan Scope quotes about not being talked to about an extension. Like, talk to your best players. Like, yes. have open dialogue with your best players to let them know where you stand, to understand where they stand. Because maybe Jonathan Scope doesn't want to sign here. Maybe Jonathan Scope wants more than anything in his life to sign here. But you'd never know that unless you sit down and have a conversation with the guy. So it sounds like John Angelos, right? The Angelos sons are getting more involved. And they're, it, things are looking good, actually, despite yes. what's happening on the field right now for the Orioles. In the long term, things are actually looking pretty good, I think. Yeah, the organization, there is a shift. And we started to see it in the, at the very beginning of the season. I think now we're really seeing it. I love the fact that John Angelos and Adam Jones went out to dinner together because – he is the face of this organization. He is he now the longest tenured Oriole without with Zach Britton gone. He may mm, they be. got they got Chris. Da- when did they trade for Chris Davis? Oh, you're right. It, it might be it might be Davis. I don't know. I'd have to go back yeah. and check. But um, I love I that, think it, yeah. I love that you're sitting down with Adam Jones because it it means 
you're doing the whole, all right, Adam, if we trade you to the Indians, would you accept that? Would you be offended if we traded you? And then let's talk about your future here. Do you see yourself coming back and helping us with the rebuild? Or do you want to go to a team that's going to win? We know Adam Adam just bought Cal Ripken Jr.'s house this offseason. We forgot about that when we were talking about him being having local connections and tied yeah, into the city. I, I think that might be a, a flip house thing situation going on, but whatever. You okay. don't you don't you don't flip houses that big. There's no there's no fixer upper for was, Cal Ripken Jr.'s house. It was a down market. I think he might take advantage of a down market. Oh yeah, I think he did too. It's still it's not something that you're gonna be able to sell anytime soon. Right, not not anytime soon. Um yeah. yeah. Hey, when when John Angelos and, and Adam Jones go out to dinner, who picks up that check? Do, oh, do, you do, know Angelos does. No, Angelos <laughs> has to pick that up. He's the boss. Have you ever gone out yeah. to dinner with your boss? It's yeah, but awkward. what if the employee makes more money than the boss does? Does that's, this complicate things? No, that doesn't happen. The owner always makes more money. Oh, is that true? Yeah, I would assume I so. Uh, what, I mean, what about the, 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 the sons of the owner? I don't uh, know. They right. got. They made enough money to get into that position to own these teams. Yeah, fair but enough. no, I don't care. You pick up <laughs> the boss always picks up the check. I, right. I deal with it all the time. It's awkward. You sit there and you just wait. He takes it up, and then you have to thank him, and and do all that nice stuff. I don't recall going out to dinner ever with a boss, so I, I can't. Yeah, say, okay. as a teacher, you probably don't. I do run into that occasionally. Um, there are there. Dylan Tate did give a quick interview today, so I got that how audio did, right. How did it go down in terms of you know what you found out and, and when you knew? Uh, they just called me into the office and um, told me that I wouldn't be starting tonight because of a trade potentially happening. So that was the reason. Was this something you thought <coughs> may have been potentially happening? Um, at the moment, when I was getting called into the office. I thought it was a possibility, yeah. But before that, no, I wasn't really thinking uh, about the whole thing. Is it something from the the first time you got traded? When you kind of hear those things, uh, those words, is it kind of something that you know that maybe might be happening at this point? I hear the words more so from, you know, the staff. Or you're talking about more so from well, like when they sources. call you into the office and say, you know, having oh. dealt with uh, being traded before, is it something you know right away you're like, yeah, you know, this might be a possibility. Yeah, uh, at the time when you're uh, going in there, I guess around this time of month, you realize that's a possibility. So yeah. Being that you've been traded once before, were you a little bit more prepared on how to handle it this time? Uh, I guess I wouldn't say I was ill-equipped last time I was traded, but. Um, I would say that I am a little bit more prepared this time going through, and it's just because I understand the process a little bit more now. So, What was the biggest challenge last time? I honestly didn't really have any challenges other than just being around a new atmosphere uh, and around different people. But, I mean, the guys welcomed me in as soon as I got started tonight. Now, that that's him being pulled from the game about being traded and not specifically about the Orioles. Yeah, so that was so, Dylan Tate. Yeah, Again, that. Uh, Zach Britton traded for Dylan Tate, Josh Rogers, and Cody Carroll. That was an interview with Dylan, a pretty boring interview with yeah, Dylan very, Tate. Yeah, very Thank boring. I did yeah. not check it ahead of time. Uh, Chris Cotillo is now reporting that the players are in the process of being informed. So it'll, it should be okay. official before midnight. I it would sounds assume. like that guy was already informed. 
Yeah, yeah. he was he was um, informed that he was at least in the process. Uh, we also got word from Matt Pine on the Facebook chat that Davis came in 2011 and Adam Jones came in 2008. 2008, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Adam Jones, Jones. was the longest 10-year oil, and Jones came with, of course, Chris Tillman, who is who's done, who Dunsky. We, so, we yeah. now have, break, breaking news, we now have a tweet from Josh Rogers. So thankful to have the opportunity to play in the New York Yankees organization. Excited for what is ahead with the Baltimore Orioles. And the little emoji 100. 100 emoji. I don't know how you say that. but So I guess the players definitely know what's going on now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, I guess as we wrap this up, uh, Zach Britton uh, traded final thoughts. I think it's, 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 a, it's as a lot of these deals are, it's a win-win. I think the Orioles did not rush it like maybe the Mets did with Familia like they, they, they did not get yeah. nothing back they got something of value back um they did not get a top 100 prospect they did not get a return um you thought maybe with all these teams competing it would drive up the price and it, it seemed to drive up the price a little bit but but not to a, a crazy amount um they got a guy that projects ceiling wise to be a mid to back of the rotation arm if everything works out and then uh uh josh rogers who you kind of don't know about maybe kind of triple a four a kind of pitcher and then Co- 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 cody carroll who has a chance to be um a decent bullpen arm yeah he might uh, be if up everything this goes season. right yeah if everything goes go- and these are all guys that are close to the majors that we could it's potential that we could see all three of the three of these guys this year yep. depending on what happens um so i think you have to be for for a rental of, of zach Britton. It's hard to be mad about this, but I think the Yankees got a great reliever, um, and we got much-needed AAA uh, starting pitching. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of wraps it up, and it's it's fun. This is this is this is fun when you are a losing baseball team. It's fun to look to the future. It's, yeah, it's fun that you, things are changing, and we got another week of this. Yeah. Um, you and you and you have to, right? Like you have to enjoy this process because, frankly, this is all you have. Um, the Orioles aren't going to win this year; they're not going to win next year. So you have to kind of enjoy, kind of watching these prospects and hoping they work out. And and sometimes they don't work out, and it sucks. But this is kind of all we have because what really sucks is that Zach Britton is not pitching for the Yankees, and Manny Machado is playing for the Dodgers. And so to not think about that, I'm going to think about Diaz. And I'm going to think about this kid Tate. And I'm going to think about that kid Ryland. What a cool name that is. And, and, and Pop. What a cool name that is. I'm going to think about these junk prospects we got and focus my energies on that because I would just be freaking depressed all the time if I thought about Zach Britton in pinstripes and, and Manny Machado in, in, in Los Angeles. The, uh, the Yankees come to town one more time this year. August 24, 25, 26. You want to just yeah. go away that weekend? No, I do, I, wanna, not, well, I do not know if I want to go to that game. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who, when he comes in, is going to get a standing ovation. Oh, standing yes. ovation! Absolutely, that's true. That's, absolutely, that's true. That, that would that's be fun. the guy you cannot leave on better terms than Zach Britton is leaving Baltimore. It's like an impossible to leave on better terms. You're right. Yep. Uh, now, if he signs next year with the Yankees, I'm going to boo him until I'm blue in the face. But, uh, yeah, when we play him again this year, he's getting the standing O for me, absolutely. I mean, he got, it, he, got it, he got his three prospects, Zach. Thank you. Thank you for being 
uh, one of the best relievers in baseball. Thanks for having, in 2016, the most amazing year ever by a reliever. And thanks on your way out of leaving us with three prospects. Yeah. He, he's done it well. Yeah. yeah, he came back. He could not have looked any better in July to get yeah, three he, prospects. He, he, he got better at the perfect time. Yep. And then we just didn't pitch him anymore. <laughs> that's, that's the plan. <laughs> if only we did that to Brock. Yeah, I know, right? All right, well, you guys, we appreciate uh, us checking us out. You can interact with us and share your thoughts both on our Facebook page um, and also our Twitter handle for the show is at Section336Show. Yeah. Make sure um, you check out yesterday's episode. Yeah, we were an hour and a half yesterday just me and Josh yapping about Machado and Josh Hader and all-star stuff and rebuild and all this nonsense. And elevator talk. <laughs> elevator talk, yep. All right, well, thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's.